Thanks for watching our podcast. Here at Spear Consulting, our services include business strategy and human resources consulting. In HR, we offer executive search, executive coaching, and work psychology consulting. Please visit us at spiritmco.com, where we fulfill our clients' dreams virtuously. Enjoy your show. Welcome back to the Leading Virtuously podcast. Really just dreading this episode. I think this 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 guest is just horrendous, super um, sad, and doesn't bring a lot of energy or heat. <laughs> just the opposite, of course, Pierre Moniz. So excited to be able to have you on the podcast. And as you know, the first question out of the gate always is, who are you? Chris, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to, to join and hang out with you for a little bit. I'm excited. Uh, Pierre Monique, uh, I love life, love my faith, love my family, a big brother. Uh, I'm a son. Um, and, you know, in terms of what I do day to day, you know, I am the uh, senior vice president, chief human resource officer for Trinity Health um, and over the uh, Midwest region, which consists of the states of Illinois, Ohio, Indiana and parts of Iowa. Um, and I'm excited to do the work that I do, helping, um, you know, run the human resources functions and connecting people uh, with engagement and retention strategies. Here, you are steamrolling growth in your career. What is your secret to success? Wow. Um, thank you. Um, I, I, honestly, I mean, I'm just humbled, you know, every opportunity we've um, given, you know, um, just by God's grace. So my journey started, you know, I went to school for theology. I started um, pastoring uh, full-time ministry and I uh, had an amazing time out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And a series of events brought me back to Florida, Florida's home. Um, the closest I could get to South Florida was uh, uh, Orlando, Florida. So I spent some time working there at a high school and then was recruited into a, uh, a fellowship program. It was called a residency at the time through human resources. So spent some time getting to know human resources, um, getting to know different areas of hospital administration. And then, um, I mean, landed my first management position right out of that um, experience and just been learning and growing. You know, I tell people a lot of it, you know, it's like on the job training, but you just um, ensure that regardless of what you're working on, what you're doing to maximize, ask questions and, and let the rest become history. So I've been very fortunate and uh, moved into um, from HR um, leadership to operational leadership at the same facility in Central Florida, and then most recently had the opportunity to increase my scope and going back, if you will, to human resources, um, but in a um, in a system office um, capacity overseeing an entire region. Oh, you're too kind. Too kind. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. That's incredible. So you said um, that you spent time as a pastor. That's that's unique. And can you tell, like, have you always been a lifelong believer? What was that journey like? Yeah, everything I can remember, I guess specifically, you know, um, you know, my, my family converted when I was four years old. And, you know, my whole life, I can remember, I grew up in church, literally, from um, being in the choir, to um, being involved in youth activities. My first leadership responsibility was actually being my youth leader um, at a church I attended when I was just 16 uh, years old. I uh, grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist uh, faith and church. And, um, you know, and although I do not work full-time 
um, in ministry. I tell people that I never left ministry. You know, I, I bring my faith and I bring my passion around for people I'm in, and, and, and compassion and doing what I do um, to my work every single day. And I think it goes hand in hand, especially in healthcare. I wouldn't say that I'm jealous because we know that that's not uh, that's not biblical and and where to be. But man, you know, it's so frustrating to like spend such a long time uh, just in darkness. Twenty years for me to be able to see people that have had a life of faith. It's just like man, that's just, uh, like that's just that's incredible. And, and but you know, at the end of the day, you know, you said your family converted at four, but it was on you to make that decision as you continued to mature to keep saying yes, which not everyone does. Yeah, no, it's interesting you say that, Chris, and, and you know, but you, you know how the faith journey goes. You know, no one's perfect. And, you know, we all have a testimony, right? And I believe that God does not work by accident. So the journey that he's brought you through is definitely going to be a light for somebody else as you look back and you've grown from it. Myself as well, you know, um, even in ministry, um, I haven't got, have it all, I, I still don't have it all figured out. But as I learn and grow, you know, we're called to testify, right, and to share that experience. And, um, and that, that's the beautiful thing about our faith journey. Hmm. I was uh, watching The Chosen recently, and there's an episode where Peter's trying to convince Jesus to uh, push him into the leadership role like faster than 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 Jesus's timeline is, and he's like, "So you're gonna do it soon, right?" And and Jesus is just like, "What is soon?" You know, and it's so funny. I mean, obviously that's not like direct for direct like biblical translation, but you know, just like how God usually laughs at us whenever we try to put our own timing on on our expectations of what we want in our own lives. And he's just like, come on, man. Oh, man, you hit a nerve. I'm going to go right into the next question. I mean, vices, man. I mean, that's, I struggle with that. Patience, you know, mm. Chris, I'll be honest, you know, um, I think many people could resonate, but, you know, even from a personal life standpoint and career, you know, patience um, is something that I have to really submit on a regular basis you know patience from a career standpoint is easy to compare and say hey i need to be here i need to be there uh, patience when i'm working with teams and collaborating and um in my position today you know in senior leadership you know consensus building is important you know you can easily steamroll through things and say hey this is how it's going to go but you're not going to impact true change if you don't have consensus and if you don't take time to build relationships so uh, I'm still learning, and I'm learning that patience is important um, as we lead and as we uh, impact change. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. And so that seems like it's something that has been a journey, but also something that's current, like what you're presently going through to make sure that you're getting that consensus before moving forward. Is there any other vices that you feel like, you know, throughout, like maybe it was a vice that was, you know, preclude, like was in essence, a struggle in your own leadership journey prior, but that was something that you've been able to overcome? Um, you know, at, at times, you know, I would say, you know, uh, patience is a big one um, and probably definitely pride, you know, or pride is one where, you know, you definitely, um, you know, you, you can definitely get hung up on, you know, me moving from being a senior pastor um, of a church and then Lord moving me into um, a residency, a fellowship, if you will, right? You know, I was rotating in areas with people younger than me that, you know, seemed just right out the gate, knew exactly what they wanted to do. And I was finding myself, 
So I really had to overcome and, and realize, you know what, God has a plan for you, Pierre. Run your race. Stay there. Um, don't let ego and pride um, get in the way. Um, he's going to make things work out as he needs it to work out. So. Hmm. Yeah, one of my uh, spiritual uh, directors just shares with how he feels that pride obviously is one of the most dangerous vices because of uh, just how even that was what made the devil fall from a, as a fallen angel. So we have to be ridiculously careful with the vice of pride, most definitely. And uh, so thank you. You know, that takes a, it takes a big dose of, of courage and maturity to be able to share that publicly, though, too. Yeah, Chris, you know, and, and, you know, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but, you know, I just felt impressed to share it. You know, I was 21 years old pastoring a church and still questioning God, why me? And, you know, when I transitioned to Florida, you know, the church was going well. Things were, you know, had amazing leaders I got to work with. And, you know, at that time, I thought, you know, the importance of a, of a person, a leader based on his office, right? And then I'm moving to a residency uh, situation and I have no office and I'm sitting in a corner uh, nobody knows who I am or what I'm doing. And the Lord really had to speak to me daily, said, Pierre, just be still. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Um, it's not about the office. It's not about the furniture. All right. But how are you going to add value every single day? Um, so I, I, I literally sat next to the badge machine. Um, <laughs> and that wasn't my job, but I learned how to make that. And the interactions I had with people, the interactions I, I had with customers was amazing. And, uh, oh, man, I could go on and on about some of those interactions. But definitely, Lord had to humble me um, before he propelled me um, into bigger responsibilities. Wait, wait, wait. Rewind. What, what machine were you? did you have to sit next to? So in the HR office, you know, typically the front desk is, um, or, or the, 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 the front desk area is where people come in to get their badges or new badges. Oh, gotcha. And they, they didn't have a, a, an office for me, so I had to sit behind the, 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 the secretary's desk. So I, I literally, you know, whenever she wasn't there or she was, you know, multitasking like most amazing HR assistants do, um, people ask me, hey, can you help me, you know, fix my badge or make my badge? And after about 100 times a day, people ask me, I said, you know what, I'm about to learn to make a badge. Um, so let me find myself to be useful. And, and, and yeah, so I... There I am as a fellow learning to make badges and adding <laughs> That's excellent. And, uh, you know, but I, I'm sure it's like the uh, Zig Ziglar discipline comes to mind. It's like, you know, if your current boss isn't going to promote you, you are always, you know, working for that next promotion because people can encounter you as they're coming in. If you're just like, hey, this is my role. What do you need help with? I've got to make badges right now. And you just do it with just fire and intensity. They're like, man, I love that guy. You know, like if we need someone who's got a lot of passion, let's go with the, with the badge guy. I hated it for like the first two weeks. And then Lord had to speak to me, say, Pierre, this is what I need you doing. And after that, I was the most excited and hyped badge, you know, <laughs> processor. It was all <laughs> when I had to rotate to another area, I was disappointed. I was like, man, I need to go to the badge machine. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so Pierre, well, thank you for, uh, yeah, just kind of walking us through the journey and, and some of the, the, the foundational stones that the Lord was putting in place. Can you tell us uh, now about the, the blog that you launched? 
Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I just felt impressed, you know, through the pandemic, just had a lot of time to, as, as some of the dust was settling, um, realize that as we transition to a virtual environment, networking and connecting with leaders and people, um, you know, looks differently, you know, and I decided to start a blog just to share some of my leadership learnings. You know, um, I remember my first leadership assignment. Um, it was one of the most exciting moments in my life, followed by sheer terror and fear right? No how-tos on how to effectively communicate or how to work with and, and, and uh, recruit talent. Um, so I had to figure that out. So I figured that we're all on different uh, tracks on our leadership journey. So I decided to start a blog and share some of my experiences. Nope, by no means an expert, um, but looking for ways to engage and add value to different leaders or people who are interested in growing their leadership um, uh, careers. Mm. That's excellent. Well, well, yeah, you're right that this pandemic has definitely shaken many different business practices, and I really just uh, pray that that continues to touch a lot of people and inspire those to, you know, leverage those learnings that you've you've gathered within your career to to bless others. So thank you for doing that. And then, what are, what do you feel like you're the most uh, passionate about right now? Most passionate about, um, honestly, you know, I would have to say. You know, when, when I think about, you know, what we're all dealing with as an industry, you know, mental health, we're dealing with, you know, retention issues, um, it's compassion um, and how important it is from the front lines to the senior uh, level um, leader is showing compassion on a regular basis. Um, it's easy, you know, I have to catch myself and remind myself, it's easy to start a meeting and go right and, 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 and plow through an agenda. It's easy for me to, you know, always ask for the deliverables, but taking a few moments to connect with people. How are you doing? How are things going? Let's take a moment, let's, let's decompress and empowering my team that, that I work with to do the same thing. Because, you know, this pandemic has showed us that so many people are living in isolation. So many people are, 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 are not connected to loved ones as they once were pr uh, prior um, to the pandemic. So I, I take it upon myself and passionate to take time to connect and have one-on-one -on -one conversations with my team members, with team members who are different levels beneath me on the org chart. Um, and when I do make time, and I'm able to, to, to be on site at one of the campuses, spend time and, and just connect with people, be kind, be compassionate and get to know them. Do you have any stories of <clears throat> how that may have really and it just it hit home for someone in the midst of just facing the the fear and anxiety with the pandemic. Yeah, honestly, you know, one comes to mind. You know, you know, I um, started in this role probably three months before the pandemic hit and where things just shut down. Um, and I was kind of sitting in two hats where I was I had a regional responsibility, well, as a system author responsibility, sitting at a campus. Um, and it was just amazing, just, you know, every day, you know, the HR office kind of tucked away in the back and walking to, you know, the main area of the hospital, just, you know, after, you know, different days connecting with different team members. Um, and I remember just one particular uh, security officer, you know, I got to know just from making the track back and forth and decided just to connect, you know, and, and we all know that, you know, people who were um, frontline during the pandemic, you know, on site, it was a scary time. You know, when people say, hey, you can't come on uh, on site unless, you know, you get checked in and you're here. Um, and, and, and he 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 at one point felt compelled to share with me just how scared he was. 
um, how anxious he was. He, he, he wants to serve. He wants to be there for his team and for, and for patients and customers, but he's scared. You know, um, he's, you know, he has, uh, he has autoimmune immune deficiencies, um, but he felt like, you know what, I need to be here. Um, and as, um, as a person, as a friend, as an HR leader, able to spend some time and encourage him to thank him for the, the work he's doing, uh, but also at any time reach out if he needed some, some more support. Um, and he reached back out, you know, a couple months later saying, hey, he needed that. You know, he was at a brink of literally quitting um, because he didn't feel like he was at the right place. But uh, everyone has a story. And I, I, I look back at if I didn't take the time, you know, just to get to know him and I could just walk by him every single day and just gave the, you know, the the uh, the political wave without spending time to connect. Um, he wouldn't have that moment of connectivity and feeling part of something bigger. Hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> that's that's incredible. And that is a beautiful story for the you know, just as a leader, but then also specifically like within human resources. I think some of the times that we get bad raps of like just trying to put up systems so that we don't have to interact with people, like the most that we can just cut ourselves off and not be a human resource, like, you know, the it's so interesting that the title is human resources, but you know, we, we oftentimes put these very analytical people in charge of these systems so that we put systems in place and the, the people component just starts to get more and more watered down. But to have that, like, just the mindfulness of like, hey, here's someone that's in my current walk that's right there in front of me and being able to say, like, how are you doing? Have that relationship to be able to go there and how that positively impacted and that's powerful. Yeah, and and, and, and and it's easy to forget, right, Chris? Because you know, um, you know, sometimes we have to challenge ourselves here. Is hey, don't, let's not forget the human part of human resources. Um, you know, let's not just make a decision thinking we we know all the 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 opinions of everyone. Let's let's not only take surveys, but let's walk the halls. Let's connect with night shift and weekend shift um, to ensure that we're again building consensus and um, and that leads to engagement and helping people wanting to uh, retain and stay with the company they're working for. So <clears throat> you, compassion was one of those is really a virtue that you're you're bringing to the podcast today so thank you for bringing the heat in that way and are there are there other virtues that you can think of that you feel like you've been blessed with that are just like you just walk in naturally? Um, you know, I, I, I struggle with it, but, you know, I've been told that uh, I'm, I'm pretty creative and I think outside the box, you know, um, so I, I take that. And but I try to encourage and empower others. You know, it's easy, you know, to work for a team or work for a group and do things the same way on a regular basis. But um, I enjoy you know, um, not just a thing outside the box, but, you know, recreating the box um, and, and helping my team do the same thing. Um, if we're successful at something, let's not be okay with the success. Let's talk about why things were successful. And if we're not successful, you know, let's challenge, you know, um, you know, the, the current way of doing things um, and, and, and not just to say that we're doing something different, but because we know it's impacting people. And, and, and in healthcare, I mean, lives are literally at stake. So um, I, I'm excited, you know, when I get to, you know, think creatively and share with others, you know, and empower them to be creative uh, problem solvers um, and not settle for less as they approach their work every single day. So can you think of an example where 
and, and and maybe you know I don't need to necessarily know like the name of the organization that you were impacting in that way, but thinking of of an example from your own career where where you leveraging that discipline positively impacted the people that you were serving. Oh man, um, I mean I could think of a one you know in terms of you know what ended up becoming a process. Um, you know, we had a, a, an opportunity, well, we were lacking in how we connected with new hires and how we connected with, you know, individuals who are new to your organization. Um, and, you know, we decided, hey, what better way than as leaders to ensure that we're connecting with them on a regular basis? You know, typically, you know, you have the 30, 60, 90 day checklist, right? Your leader does, but how much more power would that be if, you know, not only the executives, you know, reached out, but the CEO and different executive leaders made time for new hires and just had lunch and just connected. Um, so um, this this idea did not start with myself, but as the as the HR leader and our operational leader, we ensure that this became part of our culture. That if you start with this company, um, make we're making time that senior leaders spend one on one in a closed setting. Let's just talk about life. How are things? Why did you choose to come to this company? And it sounded so simple, but people were so excited. Like, wow, the executive team sat down to get to know me. Um, and they, they sat down to get to know why I wanted to be here. Um, and the amazing thing, Chris, is that as senior leaders, it really in, in, uh, invigorated us. You know, when people talked about when they got that email that they were hired, when, you know, they were applying for so long and they finally got their dream job it really put into perspective, like, you know what, it doesn't take, you know, millions and millions of dollars, it's just time. Taking time to connect with frontline team members, no agenda, no script, just how are you doing? Uh, we care about you. Um, and we, we, we found opportunities to problem solve. Hey, the elevators don't work on Mondays, or hey, the trash overflows over on weekends. And those quick wins um, became, you know, um, huge wins for the entire organization, all because we just sat down and connected with staff members. Well, I would go ahead and say that I'm definitely guilty of that, of, of not doing a good enough job of like with indirect reports, being able to be there for them and, and to have that one-on-one -on -one like mentorship and, and connecting. And we do a, a ton of work in, in bringing in all sorts of interns all throughout the country. And these are, you know, some of coming from the best business schools that are just, you know, trying to get that consulting experience. And, and I feel like that, thank you so much for that because, you know, like the other day we were on a strategic planning call between me and, and my business partner and, and, and the business partner was showing up late. And so there's this new intern that's on the, in the meeting and uh, you know, in essence, like he's just sitting there and, and like, just, we just hadn't had that interaction yet thus far. And so it was just super awkward. Of, he was just not ready at all to be, you know, the first, like one of his first interactions with the CEO of the company, you could tell that he was like shaking by it but but thank you so much for that that guidance because i think it is really powerful and impactful to like like it breaks down the barriers of like hey we're not just sitting in ivory towers and we are like we just you know we're setting all these policies that impact all these individuals but we're not willing to actually go out there and have those relationships with those people as well yeah no it, it, it's a game changer and it, 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 it'll fill your cup trust me you know um so it, it's tough especially as you're on a company and as I work with many different, uh, you know, regions, 
um, time, you know, it just our calendars get booked, but trying to definitely be intentional about connecting uh, goes a long way. Awesome. Well, um, <clears throat> I'm just really excited, Pierre, to be able to, you know, go deeper into, uh, you know, your background and, and share some of these tips of wisdom. How can um, people get a hold of the work that you're doing? Oh, yeah. Excellent. You know, I'm on LinkedIn, you know, Pierre Moniz, um, and also um, my blog at PierreInspires.com. Um, they can reach out to me uh, there, check out the different things I'm, um, you know, I'm just sharing, add some feedback. Uh, definitely want to learn more because uh, we're in this leadership thing together, and I'm excited about it. Great. And then the last thing that I challenged the person that had referred you onto the podcast into doing is, is praying for our audience. Do you think that you could pray that, you know, that they would be blessed in the same way that you've been blessed in your own career? For sure. Happy to do that. And um, even more blessings uh, than what I'm, I've already experienced. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, um, we pause to say thank you for the opportunity to share, for the opportunity just to encourage each other. Um, Lord, in a special way, we just ask for um, for guidance and blessing for whoever um, hears this message, wherever they're, whatever they're going through, whatever they're dealing with um, in their leadership journey, um, whether the beginning of their journey, in the middle, or concluding their journey, may they uh, be encouraged to show compassion and kindness. Um, may they submit to you. Um, may they allow you to guide them every step of the way. At times, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult to know where you want us to go as leaders, but help us to stay faithful to you no matter what. And though we don't know what the future holds, we know that you, O oh Lord, hold the future in your hands. Encourage us, guide us, bless us. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, Pierre, the, the last time that we were uh, had connected to just prepare for the podcast, we had talked about kind of like your community. I know that you are now recent to the Chicagoland area. And, you know, as you mentioned, Florida has been home. As you were just praying, I feel like I saw an image of a church, and I feel like the Lord was saying that, like, he's going to be bringing you into your community, like, really, really soon. And so I just, I bless you with that. And uh, yeah, just again, it was, it's been so great to be able to connect with you and look forward to continuing the dialogue with you as well. Thank you, Chris. Chicago's opening up, you know, and uh, I'm excited to really start experiencing Chicago and get connected to the community and a community of faith. So I appreciate that. And I'm looking forward to that as well. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, have a, have a blessed day. All right. Same to you. Hey, Chris here. Hope you enjoyed the episode where we discussed all things going bald. <laughs> Just joking. The Leading Virtuously podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and the podcast, will you please subscribe on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Or you could also share it with a friend. That would be tubular. I hope you have an awesome day.